Well, here we are again for another episode on NetSport Radio, and I'm really excited today. We're going to be talking about all things, whether it's well-being, inclusivity, accessibility, and all sorts more. And I'm very pleased to have our guest for today's episode, which is Andy Goff, the CEO of Equality Solutions. Morning, Andy. Hi, Al. Good morning. Delighted to be to be on your show. So thanks very much for inviting me. My pleasure. We've got quite a lot to talk about because I've introduced you, obviously, at Equality Solutions, but that's an umbrella for quite a few different strands. And I'm interested to unpick that, particularly Learning Labs is one of those strands. Perhaps a starter for 10 then, just to get things flowing, Andy. And before we do that, just for those who are um, watching in on our stream, I'm just going to share there for you your, your details, uh, Andy. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Equality Solutions? Yeah, absolutely. So Equality Solutions uh, Group is a, is a group of companies who are absolutely, as you had on my title, are passionate about um, equality, diversity, inclusivity, and mental well-being. And we're made up of currently five, five companies. And I say currently because we're, we're very much interested in being the UK leader in this whole space from a, a technology perspective. Um, so the... The group has come about from uh, five companies. Invate, which was the first one going back about 15 years. Uh, and Invate is an assistive technology solution provider founded by our founder, Chris Quickfall, who actually was diagnosed with dyslexia whilst at university. Um, and he went through a process called DSA, Disabled Students Allowance. Um, having gone through the process, he thought it, was, it wasn't the best thing for him, and he thought he could do it better. So he set up Invate. Um, subsequently from then, he started Equality Learning, which is a face-to-face -face, uh, learning provider, uh, providing training on assistive technology. Um, a couple of years later, he realized that there was an opportunity for e-learning, doing the same thing, and that was where Learning Labs came in initially. Um, we then, uh, back in December, we realized we had a gap in our portfolio for disabled students with something called, um, for, for support, on um, non-medical help, or NMH. Um, and that was where we, we acquired a company and brought into the family um, Amano Technologies. Um, and then, really, part of our vision is to be much wider than just equality, diversity, and inclusivity on disability. And our most recent um, acquisition, actually I'm delighted to share with you, um, only a couple of weeks ago, is um, e Equality Works. Um, or EWG, Quality Works Group, um, and they are one of the leading inclusivity and diversity consultants in the UK. Um, and, I, and I think for me, it was really great as a, as a northerner as well um, to, to buy a London company for a change. You often see London companies buying northeast companies. Um, so we certainly got some press in the northeast where, where we were doing the opposite. So that was, that was quite interesting for me. But actually, it's a real passion of mine so it really felt like we, we kind of fulfilled the first part of our um, dream of growth to, to, to get a wider EDI company within our, our family. It's a, I mean, it's an amazing journey, and it's fantastic to see that breadth of solutions. I feel slightly guilty, Andy, talking to you, wanting to um, recognize the breadth of solutions you've got, but also kind of pull you in to talk about one of those strands more particularly. But um, unless we, we made this interview two or three hours, I suspect we're <laughs> going to have to be a little bit more focused. So you've shared a little bit about how the organization's developed. And, and one of those you touched on was Learning Labs. 
and it really resonates with me, not least, I guess, because the last 18 months have really shown the power and the necessity for e-learning and delivering content at a point asynchronously as well as synchronously that people can access. Could you give us a bit of a, a snapshot about Learning Labs and, and kind of give me a starter for 10 of what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. And, and totally agree. You know, I, I think hybrid learning became a thing very quickly for, for university students, um, starting with remote learning. So Learning Labs really did come, come into its own. And we, and we, as you would expect, we had a really good growth year last year with, with a number of students taking up Learning Labs and being recommended Learning Labs as part of their uh, DSA um, allowance. So where it really came about was on the back of delivering face-to-face -face assistive technology training, initially under eQuality Learning, what we got a lot of feedback from students who said, this is great, but actually the issue with it is we typically only get 10 hours recommended, and that's typically gone in the first six months of our course. And, and of course, whether you're postgraduate or undergraduate, that's anything from three to five years. And therefore, we had this idea that if we could take that content that we'd already created as part of face-to-face -face training, and if we could put it in a web portal, and again, this didn't exist in the DSA sector at the time, that maybe that was the thing that was missing. So this was way back, you know, going back five or six years. So before the pandemic, it just so happened that it fitted nicely into the, the, the pandemic. But the way that we wanted to create it was um, we wanted to base it on neuroscience. So we have a couple of neuroscientists as consultants uh, working with us who've worked with us over the last 15 years um, from Newcastle University. And we went to them and asked them what would be the way to create such an e-learning portal, specifically when we're talking about delivering material for students with disabilities and, and in the main cognitive disabilities. So what we wanted was a portal that was going to help people to engage with their assistive technology, which in turn is going to help them engage on the degree and attain what they need to attain. So that was really the basis on which we, we built our learning labs. So based on very specific neuroscience research, and the first thing they said was you must chunk down all of this material you've got and put it into no more than three-minute chunks, and you must make it um, accessible for, for students with disabilities. And in that way, you might want to think about doing um, text guides, but also um, video guides, and then also what we call do labs. And that is essentially simulating using the software. So we were really you know, driving into that neuroscience, which says some people remember things better by reading, some people by watching a video, but other people, and most people, by doing. So that was the real concept behind Learning Labs initially. It's, it's really interesting to hear. I've seen lots of resources that are aimed to help educate and inform, and often the barrier is actually getting to the resources. So it's Absolutely. really nice to hear a, a solution and a platform that takes that ethos from the front door right the way through, and I think that's really, really keen. For somebody who's not familiar, Andy, and is just thinking about what can I expect to find within the platform, could you kind of share the breadth and the types of resources that you've got within there? Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's over 3,000 individual labs, um, and we, we break it down into lab suites. And each lab suite covers a specific piece of assistive technology. So, so for example, whether that be mind mapping software, something like MindView or IOA, um, and we'll take that piece of software and then break it down into lots of individual labs, as I said, no more than three-minute chunks, 
they cover the breadth of that software so that a student can dip into and cover a three minute tutorial on anything that they need for maybe a lecture tomorrow um, or any studying that they're doing and they can just access that whenever they want. And, and a good question I suppose to wrap around that is when you say a student, do you exclusively look at colleges and universities or, or, a, or what about schools as well? Actually, that's a great question also. Our history has just led us into higher education and further education. Um, but what we've you know, really realized very recently is that this is as applicable at um, a school level, is it, is it a college or, or a university level? And especially these days where there's more and more assistive technology really being brought into schools, such yeah. as TechHelp, ClaroRead, um, and again, even mind, mind mapping software to help it with organizational issues. So yeah, it, it's an area that we'd really like to get into, um, but it, it just hasn't been our, you know, our, our area of expertise, really. I think it's a really important point because um, what we've seen, particularly the last 18 months, where the use of technology within education has really been amplified and accelerated, is that boundary between the tools that would perhaps historically have been an FE tool, there is much more crossover. And I think, you know, having had a I look myself at some of the resources and, and tools that you support. It does seem to be just as relevant for many secondary schools in terms of access. Absolutely. And in fact, we have started some of those discussions. We've started going to some um, you know, events for schools and we've had some really good interest. And, and one of the reasons for that as well is that what we've also built in over the last 18 to 24 months is tools that are not just associated necessarily with disabilities. So tools like Teams and Zoom, um, especially for, you know, the, the, the virtual learning world, but also uh, a lot of the intrinsic software that Microsoft and Apple are now bringing into their operating systems that are accessible. So we've got a whole ream of labs now on accessibility software deep within, you know, Apple or Microsoft um, or Google, etc. So, and I, and I think that really starts to appeal to schools as well. So that, and, and actually with higher education. So we're moving away from, you know, do we just deliver tools that will help people who have been diagnosed with a disability? Um, and actually, there's a wider cohort of people who haven't necessarily been diagnosed, but actually would benefit from some some use of accessibility tools that are already within the platforms they use. And, and I think the, the, other, the other area of learning apps, which I haven't talked about, but really got born out of the pandemic, um, was a totally separate area of e-learning. So moving away from just assistive technology and onto mental well-being. And I, and I think we all recognize that, you know, during the pandemic, um, you know, mental wellness is something we all have. <laughs> it's a continuum. Absolutely. You know, we don't have to consider uh, mental wellness as just a lifelong diag diagnosed illness, um, we all have mental wellness and we're all at a certain point in mental wellness all the time. And I think we've all realised during the pandemic that, you know, we, we've been high and low in our mental wellness. And I think what struck us was we started seeing that actually during that time, there was more and more students coming through um, being diagnosed with a mental health, you know, anxiety, depression, and that being seen as a disability for, for disabled students' allowance. Um, but actually what we saw was that the statistics and the figures that were coming out was that, you know, mind of all was said, one in four of us will experience 
mental wellness issues over the course of our lifetime, but that really is multiplied during the, during the pandemic. So we wanted to make that accessible to all students, not just those that have, have managed to get through successfully on DSA. And, and I think that, again, hits all levels. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate for lifelong learning, and, and I don't wish to elect myself as your, your head of marketing, but I think <laughs> what you're talking Please about is, is Lifelong Learning Labs is your new company name. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go and get that .com right now. <laughs> the bit on well on well-being and mental wellness you know really resonates because we've seen that across all areas and and in many ways that's been the priority within education you know ahead of you know knowledge retention has been playing that catch up in terms of the well-being one thing you've got lots of resources that i see you, you make available but a lot of it's built around uh, the six domains of mental wellness yes there's it is. Sort of a strand that you've got within that which seems to make it really clear and accessible yeah, absolutely, Alan. And again, a great point. Um, so when we came up with this concept, what we wanted to do, um, I'm very passionate about mental well-being, and, and the, the, my driver is I've got a personal touch point to that. Um, I recognize my own mental wellness, but actually I have two children who've got both physical and um, hidden disabilities, and on the back of that have their own issues with mental wellness. So having had that kind of touch point myself, what I realized, though, is that it's such a complex topic. And what I felt was that we could help. Certainly, it, you know, when we're talking about children and adolescents and going into um, you know, early education, higher education, further education, that it would be great to be able to break down mental wellness. And we're in an era where you know, the agenda is to take away the stigma about mental health and mental wellness. So to, it was a great time to, to, to look at that, but actually to try and make it accessible for all. So what we, what we did was we started to think about it and break it down into, as you say, domains. So the physical domain of mental wellness, the spiritual domain of mental wellness, the intellectual domain of mental wellness, etc. And we, we've got six of those. However, what we wanted to do was work with a partner who could actually do some academic research and wrap around whether our thoughts on this you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, you know, I'm, I'm a, a Google psychologist like many of us are, and from my own personal experience. So we worked with a company called New Economic Foundation, or, or NEF, um, and the reason we worked with them and engaged with them was because they are specialists in, in mental well-being. They work with the NHS, um, and they work with MIND and, and other organizations, and we wanted them to do a research paper for us on our concept of the six domains. And actually, that was perfect because they came back to us and said, well, actually, we don't think this is quite right. And looking at academic research should be this. So we know that it's now founded. Everything that we've come up with is founded on academic research. And we kind of wanted four concepts to, to the product. And we wanted a digital product that would make it accessible. So the first one was learn. Let's help people learn about mental wellness by breaking it down into those six domains. The second thing that we just, you know, we, we didn't see out there, and we've seen a lot over the years um, with physical wellness campaigns, and check yourself, you know, the, the cancer campaigns, whether it be breast cancer or prostate cancer, whether, whether it or testicular cancer, about go and, go and get a physical check, check yourself. But there's really nothing, and there's never been anything on the market to help you check in with yourself mentally and just understand how you're feeling. And you know, you might you might think, oh, well, I'm okay really, 
But actually, if you if you just work through the six domains and think, answer a few questions. So that was where the second bit came in about offering a tool to help you assess your own mental wellness privately without having to ask anybody else or talk to anybody else if you didn't want to. I would just work through these six domains and see where you are. It purposefully doesn't give you a score or a value. It's just a, it's like a fuel tank. And it shows you where you are based on these four or five questions, very simple questions. You know, how much exercise have you done in the last seven days? And some multiple choice answers. And the idea is that you can do this daily and you can just see how your mental wellness is changing day to day. And that might just give you some awareness of why you feel how you feel. And, you know, it's something that we now use internally with all of our staff. And we don't mandate it, but we say, you know, it might be useful for you to just check in. And certainly for myself, you know, I found it really useful just for me to check on a morning before I start, you know, how am I actually feeling today? Well, it's not a surprise that I haven't done any physical act activity in the last. But what it also does, it kind of holds me to account to think, do you know what? I will do it then. So that the next time I do this, then there's something in there. So that was the idea. Um, to make it accessible, to, to kind of break it down and, and make it even easier to, to access and talk about the, the subject. You know, my vision is that in the future, you've got people in, in a pub, um, you know, blokes who, who are probably the, the worst audience for talking about mental wellness and mental health, um, who, who say, oh, how's your physical wellness or how's your spiritual wellness today? You know, it'd be great to think that we could break it down into that level. The third element was to then have... Um, digital resources, if you like, to, to help you. So if you are low in your physical wellness or your emotional wellness or your social wellness, what could you do today? So there's just, again, some very short three-minute videos on the same you know, uh, way that Learning Labs has been built over the years to allow people to watch a, a short video, an interactive video, do some little uh, quizzes and just learn a little bit more about how they could maybe um, boost their wellness in one of those those six domains. Um, and the fourth area is what we call uh, collaboration. So it allows you to actually invite uh, a mentor, if you like, a, a mental, mental wellness mentor. That could be a parent, it could be a friend, it could be a disability advisor at university, um, could be a teacher if it was at school, it could be a HR person in a workplace. And the idea was it's just somebody you can invite, so it's only if you invite them, so it's only if you want to do that. And it's somebody then who you can work with within that digital tool. You don't have to talk to them, but you can share thoughts, etc., in a digital safe place. And actually, you can invite them to see what you're doing and how, how your assessment is at the moment. And they can also recommend labs for you to do. And, and that was really where, where, where we took that process with, with learning labs for, as, a, as a mental health tool. Love that. Love that. I mean, one of the questions, I guess preempting somebody listening in on the conversation who, who's not had the, the the time as yet to visit learning labs it's always that concern that you've got such a breadth of resources is it going to be really complicated for us to set up and use and make available for our students so, so how would how would you reassure or summarize because clearly you've put a lot of work into that accessibility of the solution absolutely great great question Al. and and actually that was how we designed it from the outset. So our, one of our first design considerations was, if this is an e-learning tool, it must not be a tool that needs training to be able to use it. Um, so we've built it very simplistically. So it's very um, simple to use. We've also built in accessible tools. We've, we've built in a tool called ResightMe, for example. So it makes it fully accessible if you need different colors, if you need to change the font size, 
It can also put it into different languages. Um, so again, that makes it really easy to get around. We've, we've got tool tips in there. Um, we've just made the user interface very, very simple. The other thing we've done, just picking up on your point about all of the resource that's in there, we've made a user-definable dashboard where you can just literally say, I only ever, I know that there's thousands of suites in here. Actually, I only ever want to use these six. And you can put those on your dashboard, and those are the ones you see every day, day in, day out when you log in. And you can go back and remind yourself and the others and add more later if you want. But as a daily tool, you just see the bits that you need. And I think personalization was, is a key part. Um, engagement is really important to us. And what we found is that if you make it personalized, personalizable, which maybe isn't a word, um, then that makes it more engaging to the user. So they can decide what they want to say and what they don't want to say. I like personalizable. Sounds like a good word to me. <laughs> I think it's a northern word, Al. I've just made it. So, so just wrapping on that, having, having reassured people, and I think that flexibility is one of the real strengths of the solution because you've got the breadth, but you also don't provide that information overload to learners Absolutely. as well. It kind of keeps it focused. Um, I, I take it from a school's perspective or a college perspective, if they wanted to have a dip in and have a free try, there's a way Absolutely. they can have a look at some of the resources to reassure themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we offer all um, establishments free trials, um, and you know that can be that can be tailored to, to suit them as well. So, you know that could be three months, could be six months. So, we'll work with each organisation, see what they need and, and how they use it. And um, what we also do on, on on that as well is that we've recently come up with this this idea of onboarding packs. So, we're creating onboarding packs to help with engagement and to help schools and uh, educational establishments. So, you know, we could have posters that go up and, and advertise the fact that's there and scan this QR code if you, if you want a, a login, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, working with, with each establishment to make it suit and work for them. But certainly trials is, is exactly where we would go. Brilliant. And that's what we like because we know now there's very much that focus about evidence-informed. And I know you've got a, a huge customer base, but giving people that chance to dip in is always a great way. And frankly, nothing to lose right now with the priorities on, on organizations, just to check it out and see what they think. Exactly. So let me flip hats and be um, a, a customer who's um, who's more interested in the, the human touch, whether that's yes. um, they just want to get some face-to-face -face support and nurture as well. If they contact your good folks, what about the option of having somebody come on site and deliver some training? Absolutely. So that and, and that's the beauty of, of the group of companies that we've built up over the years that actually, you know, we know that one size does not fit all. And some people are perfectly great with e-learning. If you want face to face and whether that's on site, whether that's virtual, you know, but we can offer one on one training from our experienced assistive technology trainers um, or from our mental health mentors or our study skills coaches. You know, again, yes, we can offer a whole breadth of on-site support from simple training to, to more coaching, mentoring, um, and, you know, specialised, you know, it might, it might be um, sign language or et cetera. We, we can offer a whole range of those through our, through our other sister company, Amano, as well. And you've obviously got vast experience, but how do you kind of make sure that that, that suite of trainers is as inclusive as possible in what you offer? Yeah, and, and, and again, look, that's really important to us, Alec. Again, when we set up this, um, both EQL and when we work with Amano, we need to make sure that everything that we do is inclusive for, for, our, um, for our students. And one of the things we do, it really comes into the training package. So 
when we look for trainers, we're not actually looking necessarily um, for people who have been trainers or teachers in the past. We're looking for people who get what we do. So people who are passionate about inclusivity, diversity, because you know what? We can teach people how to, how to train to a certain degree, and we can teach people the technology. So we're not looking for those experts. We're looking for those human personality traits that are going to work well with people. And then what we layer on top of that to make sure that we are inclusive, so we'll bring in our consultants um, and we'll use them to deliver sessions um, on you know, different disabilities, for example, so, so that you know, all of our trainers and all of our mentors understand the range of, of people that they're, going to, that they're going to be seeing out in the world. Um, and I think you know, that, that has really helped. And it, I think it helps on a personal level as well as just on a professional level, because you know my my real mission is to make the world more inclusive. You know, let let's have a more inclusive and diverse place. Why why not? But that that's a that's a big challenge. Um, but you know, I, I think the agenda, uh, the 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 agenda from politics and social is heading that way. So I think now is a great time to push that um, and and try and you know educate. Absolutely. And, and your, your passion and drive for that, Andy, really does shine through talking to you. Clearly, as a group, you've got that real breadth now of resources, whether it's e-learning or workplace learning. And you've got everything from, by the sounds of it, assistive technology, well-being, accessibility, all those kind of key skills built in together. So the $6 million question is somebody listening in who recognizes you are the place to go to to access those different breadth of resources What's the best play, course of action? How can they get in touch with you and, and start to discover some of the solutions you've got available? So hello at e-q-s.com would be perfect. And then we could cover anything from there. So, you know, that would take us up a group level. And then if, that, if that's personalized training face-to-face, -face, if it's e-learning, if it's consultancy on equality, diversity, inclusivity for either an organization or a group, then again, we could do that from, from there. Fantastic. And if they're looking purely at the, the online digital resources, then for Learning Labs, where's the best place to go? Yeah, so um, learn, learninglabs.co or, again, you follow us on LinkedIn at, at Learning Labs UK. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, look, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Fantastic range of solutions. Great to see how, you, how the business is growing and, more importantly, the impact that you're having for learners. So, um, again, thank you for joining NetSport Radio. It's been a pleasure, Andy. Brilliant. Thanks, Alice. It's been a pleasure for me.